any entrepreneur working today inevitably gets asked, where do you prefer to connect on social? It's just called social these days. Now you're going to be asked, are you on Facebook, Insta? Do you tweet, pin, prefer LinkedIn? So if you're not on social media or you prefer that your business is not on social media, you're missing out on who knows how many potentially thousands or millions of customers who use social as their only way that they find out information about what they're looking for. Now, even if you're reluctant, you have many options for choosing a social media platform. Some will say, follow your audience. Others will say, stick with the platform you prefer. So what's the best path? How do you choose which social media platform is right for your business? Welcome to the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Case Lane, and this is your podcast if you are feeling that it's time to take control of your future and have the lifestyle you really want by starting your own business. This is episode 74, how to choose a social media platform for your business. Whether you love or hate social media, you're going to have to have some position, some reaction to all the different platforms that exist for your business or for questions that people will ask you. Potential customers will look for you on social and they'll want to engage with you there. And you will also have the opportunity to market, promote, and share value every day, all day. So how do you choose? You haven't really spent a lot of time on social. You've got your favorites for your personal life, but how do you choose for your business? Okay, first of all, you have to understand the platforms. You need to know what they're all up to. Now, it's not always clear and it changes all the time. So this information is as up to date as I've seen it for my business until now. Different people will tell you different things and different people like different platforms for different reasons. This is going to be the ready entrepreneur approach to social media platforms, okay? Now, one thing that that everybody says is you need to understand who the audience is on each platform. So the basic idea is that somehow you're able to figure that out. And believe me, there's a lot of information about there, what people think is the audience on particular platforms. But first, you have to take a look at each one. And at the very basic level, put up a profile. Post your text, pictures, a link to your website. Give people a way to engage with that profile. Leave comments and feedback whenever they see you. See, that way, if at least you have something there, then you might be surprised to see people you didn't even know that were part of your community because suddenly they'll notice that you're up on their preferred social platform and they'll connect with you. So when it comes to defining what a social platform is. I'm going to include sites like YouTube because people can just leave comments there if you put something up and it pretty much functions as a social platform in that sense. So anywhere that potential customers, potential community, potential audience can connect with you is a social platform. When people say you need to know where your audience is hanging out, which platform your potential audience is on, well, there are formal and informal approaches to finding this information. The informal approach, one that I actually like, is to just check the other sites and see who's there. And by seeing who's there, I mean, take a look at what they're talking about. Take a look about where, you know, where they put their emphasis. Is it on pictures? Is it on videos? Is it on text? Is it on links to interesting articles? Is it on re- 
retweeting and reposting other people's information. So the informal approach is to just check out the sites, see who's there, make sure you set up your own profile and then engage, you know, with people if they happen to come by and say hello. <laughs> now, you should be able to see public profiles for other people as well. So if you're not even sure what to do in the first place, just take a look at the public profiles of people that are in your space and get a sense of what they're doing and the type of content they put up on their site and how people engage with them. If you want the more formal approach where you want to analyze where the audience is located, then you have to look at sources that actually um, aggregate this information like Hootsuite. You know, every year there are multiple organizations that analyze social media trends and usage. So you could spend like hours and hours checking out those documents, reading through the details, or you can just go to the site and see who's there and what's there. So it's kind of a bit of a tug of war because there are great services for information, but they present the information in generalities. So the general profile of the audience might be valid and, you know, it'll be people from 18 to 65 who are male and female, but that doesn't tell you much about what that audience is up to. You're not going to have any specifics about what your potential customers actually do when they're on social and therefore what you need to do to get their attention. So be careful about, you know, dismissing a potential audience because you read that the audience is more likely to be somewhere else. If you look at the content on the platform and it looks like the kind of stuff that you want to do and the kind of information you want to deliver and the value that you have, then that's the audience. You know, they're there and they're engaging at that level. And, you know, if you see that what they're doing is what exactly you would do and what interests you and you kind of get sucked into it, then that's your audience, right? And a document, an analysis, a long form, statistics, yeah, they're going to be that information, but it's going to be at a higher level. So go through the platform as a user, search for topics that interest you and see what comes up and whether or not it's easy or difficult to find what you're looking for. Do you get bored after a few minutes or end up being sucked in for hours? Then you'll know if you're in the right place. That's the real test of whether or not the platform works for you. Now, remember you being your ideal customer. When I'm referring to you, I mean what your ideal customer is looking for. All right, so you, from the perspective of your business, you personally might do whatever, but from the perspective of your business, as you wander through a social media platform as a user, are you seeing the information, the value, the products, the services that you're looking for? That's the question. Okay, I'm going to go through the platforms in alphabetical order. Again, this is the ready entrepreneur viewpoint on social media platforms, and it's just about what's seen now in the spring of 2020 and things change all the time, largely because the platforms themselves change. They change their algorithms. They change their approach. And that then changes what businesses have to do. And, you know, about what personal people have to do too in their personal pages. So this is what, in general, one looks at when one looks at social media platforms. Start with Facebook. Facebook, of course, has an eroding reputation for a lot of other reasons, but it is the social media hub of all social media hubs. Billions of users, it's impossible to ignore, but it's also one of the more difficult platforms for building an audience. Facebook is about friends, and they're increasingly trying to make that more real, that it's really just you and your friends. So you kind of have to bring the audience. They have to like and follow you and friend you. There's so many things they have to do to be connected to you. It's very demanding. So where is your potential customer in all of that activity? 
But the benefit of Facebook is really quite significant for a business, depending on how you, know, how you like to manage things. You can have long posts on Facebook, which for some audiences is quite significant. It's really compelling for an audience to read a long, interesting post. You can do that on Facebook. You can also have Messenger. You can have short messages and connect with people in real time. You can put up images, you can put up videos, you can put up links. So a lot more flexibility on Facebook. That kind of functionality does not exist on all the other sites, like having everything, all the functionality. So if you can find your friends, the hardest place to build an audience in that sense, so you have to find your friends and, or your, and your followers and, and your, you know, get them to like and to, and to um, comment. You could, so there's a lot of things that they need to do to make it yourself relevant on Facebook. So you have to interact and you know get people there. But then you've got a lot of flexibility in how you can deliver your message. So that's what makes it valuable in that sense for businesses. There's also, you know, there's a whole other world about Facebook advertising and all the advertising and all the other sites. We're not talking about advertising right now. Just talking about your forward-facing profiles for potential customers and for your existing community and how they find you and how they keep up with you. The next one I'm going to mention is Goodreads, just as as an example of a subject specific social site. This is the only one I'm going to mention, but I know there are others. There are sites for people who are interested in one thing and Goodreads is reading. (laughs) They're interested in books and they're interested in reading, but authors can go there and put up their profiles, answer questions, put up reviews, engage with groups. So if you're, if you're a writer, if you have a book that you're using to build a business, you can engage with people on Goodreads and it's good for that. But but be very careful is that they only want books and readers. They don't want authors promoting to them. So they want to get suggestions, they want reviews, but they don't want authors promoting. But it's important to know about subject specific social sites. So depending on what your business idea is, there might be one for you that's similar to Goodreads. Instagram. If you're into photography, just live on Insta. <laughs> you could just totally be all about Insta. Uh, that is the site for the visual. You've got a limited profile. You have no place to put links in your post, except there's some flexibility if you have a business account. But if you're into visual images, travel, cooking, you've got it. And what you've also got is the most robust use of hashtags. So hashtags are essentially a way just to group information. And Instagram allows you to just hashtag away on your posts and then people can find you through the subject as opposed to just trying to find you the person. And that's a great way to build your audience and to build your followers. People connect to you through topics and ideas. They discover you that way. So it's getting a little harder to use Insta, which is a little sad because it was looking for a while like a great place to organically build an audience. But there is an opportunity definitely if you have a lot of photos, if you have a lot of uh, images and you use hashtags well. And the way to find out how to use hashtags is to, again, to look at others, see what they're doing, see what hashtags they're using. Instagram has this feature that allows you to see how many people are using a particular, how many posts are associated with a particular hashtag. That's fantastic for you to understand what people are looking at and what, what the topics are that people are following. Okay, LinkedIn. That's the site for professionals. It's about networking. It's about adding value. I'd say it's more serious, more formal, much higher expectations on LinkedIn, having really good content, really interesting content. You can add links, you can have videos, you can have pictures, but really want it to be good because LinkedIn is, you know, it's about growing up. If you're growing a business, it's about attracting people and developing ideas. So you want to be strong. You want to have really good ideas on LinkedIn. You don't want to be fluffy there. 
Pinterest. Now, this is a site that's surprisingly more of a search engine, and I think it's getting a little more attention now because it's also a place where people are looking for specific topics and ideas. And that makes this a little more serious. You know, know, the whole idea in the beginning, like, what do you mean I'm pinning to a board? Like, that sounds weird. But imagine if somebody was pinning like really good articles to a board. That's what people are doing. And those articles, those pins lead to blogs. It's one of the few sites that takes you off site to go and look at other people's stuff. So it's kind of mysterious that way um, because you're pinning and things are being categorized, but you don't really have control over it. And people are going off the site, but then they come back to the site. Um, So there's a little extra work involved because people use pretty graphics to advertise, so to speak, their sites. They use a lot of headline grabbing ideas. So you want to have that. You have to write in the post a good description. You kind of have to figure out what keywords are. So it's not intuitive. It's not intuitive how posts are organized, pins are organized and posts and, you know, that kind of thing. But then you might be surprised. Everybody says it takes months to build an audience on Pinterest, but you might be surprised when people start following you because they think your boards are interesting. Don't be alarmed by the terminology pins and boards and so on. We can always do a deeper dive into Pinterest. I'm just giving the overview. Snapchat, a site that's associated with the younger crowd, basically it seems to be like a mashup between YouTube and Instagram. Lots of pictures, captions, fast. To be perfectly honest, not my party. So I have not spent a lot of time on Snapchat, but it is a place for the, where the young people hang out. TikTok. Now that's one big party. <laughs> if there could be a place for your business here, but really if it's a party, I, what I've seen of TikTok is a lot of videos of people doing, um, let's say, eyeball attracting activities. And we'll leave it at that. Didn't see a lot of business activity on TikTok, but I could be wrong. I'd love to know. Let me know. Contact case at readyentrepreneur.com if you think that TikTok is a good site for business. Okay, Twitter. Whether you're inflamed by the messages or not, (laughs) Twitter is where people go to leave quotes. (laughs) That's where they go to make statements, short statements, sometimes long threads, all range of controversy. You know, you can use the site to post announcements and put up pictures and link to other articles and that type of thing as well. But Twitter is really where people leave quotes about anything and everything that's going on in the world. So be very careful if you're on Twitter representing your business your business and not you. Because when you leave a quote under your business name, that's what stays there forever. And Twitter is public. People seem to think that it's not. It is public. People can see what you're doing. So you want to make sure that what you're doing is beneficial to your business. And then YouTube. So if you set up a channel on YouTube for your videos, whether they be educational information or what have you, you can use the description area to provide more detail and provide enough detail with keywords that people will then be searching for that type of information and they'll find your video. So viewers can engage with you in comments and you can reply and that you can see others will see your discussion. So it's not really a social site, but it's a way to have a social conversation in that sense. People can also obviously link to your YouTube videos from any of the social sites. Um, So next to Facebook, YouTube is the biggest social site. It's hard to ignore the appeal of the video. It's hard to ignore that how many gazillions of videos are up there and all the different areas that they touch. 
So even if you're not comfortable on camera, there are people who are posting just videos of audio, if that makes sense. You know, you go to play it and it's just the audio recording of something. <laughs> and for, that works on YouTube just as much as the videos, visuals do. So you, there could be a way for you to use YouTube to your business advantage. And I would definitely say explore it because people love video. And you can also, if you do videos for the other sites, let's say you do um, something that you wanted to put up on Facebook, I think about having it on YouTube anyway, so that you can, you know, leverage multiple sites with the same content. Okay. A lot of information, but just an overview and I'll recap it in a second. What I want to remind you is that in general, today is the day that you are living the opportunity to have the life that you truly want. A life on your terms, where you add value that you believe in, and that makes you feel that you're really contributing to build the world you want. So you can find out more how you can do that by downloading a copy of my book, Life Dream, Seven Universal Moves to Get the Life You Want Through Entrepreneurship. And you can get that at Amazon or wherever you buy eBooks. Becoming an entrepreneur, being your own boss, and having your own business is one of the best ways to take control of your life and to deliver to yourself your own life dream. But you have to get started. So this is my recap of this Ready Entrepreneur, episode 74, how to choose a social media platform for your business. We covered the most popular social media platforms and why you may or may not want to use one for your business. So here's the key things to remember. Facebook is the biggest. It allows you the most flexibility in terms of the type of content you post. Short or long text, images, videos, links, but you have to build that audience be the friend, get a commitment from followers and have everybody clicking all over the place with their likes and their comments. Goodreads is an example of a subject specific social site. Goodreads is for readers, readers, and only for readers. <laughs> it's all about books, but you might be able to find a similar site in your niche. Or if you do have a book, you could engage with readers on Goodreads, but only as a reader, as an author, talking about your book, but not doing promotions. I should qualify that Goodreads does have some paid type of stuff, but I'm just talking now about profiles. Instagram. Instagram is images, videos, stories. People can find you through topic hashtags. It's a great way to, was a great way to build an organic audience. We'll see how that goes going forward, but you don't have links in the posts. And many people don't really have long involved posts either. It's really the site for people with images and videos. LinkedIn is more serious, professional, more thoughtful, more engaged, possibly more connected. So if you want to be serious, you want to reach that serious crowd doing serious things and not and very valuable types of information, you can have that on LinkedIn. Pinterest has images, text, you have to write the descriptions, links. It's more of a search network. There's no commenting, but people can find you and follow you. They follow your pins. They follow your board. They pin your pins and they follow your boards, uh, something like that. They've vented their own vocabulary over there. But it's worth taking a look if you are a blogger and you can put up pins around your blogs, put up pictures. It's a lot of opportunity there. Snapchat, very social for the young kids, they say, might be fading away. Depends on how you want to look at it. TikTok, it's all about performance. If you have creative videos, if your business is aligned in a more creative video type of approach to connecting, you might have a place on TikTok. Twitter, that's your comments, that's your quotes, that's your short phrases. Sure, people put up pictures and videos too, but it's really about quotes, witty posts, and hashtags as well. 
not much room for serious engagement. Be very careful when you're using Twitter for your business. Make sure, you know, you really focus on business. You don't get too carried away with the quotes. And YouTube is your video. There are text explanations under the videos. It's more of a search engine. The only, the social interaction is in the comments, but that's a little harder. You know, it's not the same as the full on social networks, but you put up something about your business and you get those comments. It's a great opportunity to drive new people to your website. You can put the link in for your website also. So it's a very superficial view, but it's a way to start thinking about the different social platforms. So this was episode 74 of the Ready Entrepreneur podcast, how to choose a social media platform for your business, an overview from the Ready Entrepreneur viewpoint of social media. If you found this information useful, please make sure you subscribe to the Ready Entrepreneur podcast so you don't miss future episodes. And please leave a rating and a comment at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening so I can see your feedback. If you know someone who would benefit from the tips and strategies in the podcast, please share this one with a friend or anyone else. Let them know we're here. Come over to the Ready Entrepreneur website, blogs, PDFs, sign up for the mailing list so you can get tips and ideas and strategies to get started with your business and transitioning to your lifestyle dream, readyentrepreneur.com. And if you want to reach out to me directly, drop me a line, contact case at readyentrepreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Ready Entrepreneur Podcast with Case Lane.